Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears radio, sponsored by Online Trading Academy. We're a little bit more than halfway through the show. We've been talking about, well, mostly about the Fed and the fallout from the Fed and then banking. Yeah, and then banking. banking. All right. Now, um, on the banking note, right, there's been a banking crisis and there's been a lot of people that have been commenting on this. Oh, you know, the Fed, the Fed caused this situation. Uh, All right. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, uh, hold on. It's, it's, okay. I, I, we got to explain it a little bit because like we said before, SVB didn't have a chief risk officer for like six to eight months. So yes. could they have prevented 15 to $18 billion in loss? Um, yes. Probably. All right. At least some of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, because there's been so many banks that have been kind of looking at crisis mode here lately and, and frantically trying to clean some things up. You know, we've got to ask what is going on in the banking sector altogether, right? Is it, is it them just being overly risky and not managing it the way they should? Well, actually, actually, um, back in, in, uh, back in 2000, after 2008, right, mm-hmm. uh, we decided we needed new banking laws. And so they created new banking laws and said, here, this is what you need to do in order to make sure that, we, uh, that the banks are covered. And so you're going to hold this much of this type of thing and this much of this type of thing. One of the things that they, you know, that banks need to hold in order to, in in order to be considered, you know, I don't know, in compliance mm-hmm. are, you know, some treasury notes and things like that. Okay. So the real problem that we've got here is that if you're holding treasury notes and rates go up, <laughs> guess what happens to the value of treasury notes? They go down. Yeah. Now, this wouldn't be a problem unless you need to withdraw or unless you need to actually sell those off before the, the bond, the bond uh, comes, I, I don't know, comes due and you get all your money back, right? Yeah. Because the way the bonds work is it's kind of an umbrella loan, more or less, and you get all of your money back at once. But in the meantime, you're getting, you're getting payoffs. But if you have to sell it in the middle and the rates have gone up, then the actual investment itself is worth less. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so here we have Signature Bank and, uh, and SVB. And because they weren't looking at things and critically deciphering what the risk actually was, they got into a situation where the rates were going up and, and here, um, you know, a lot of these tech companies were losing money because that's what happens yeah. when they can't borrow easy money anymore and they have to pay back bonds. Um, and, well, and, and when most of those tech companies, just so we're clear, are negative in profits, they don't make any money at all. Exactly. And they, they, they never have, right? No, and Uber's like at the top of that list. They're <laughs> good guys. They're, they're bad. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, and so they've been surviving on this, this uh, you know, easy money, free money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but then the rates have gone up and they've gone up rather quickly and they have to renew the, their their corporate bonds, which come due much faster than, uh, you know, many of the treasuries. And they have to do it at higher rates and they can't get new money. And so they're laying off people and they're bleeding and, and they're also withdrawing money at a much faster rate than they used to. Mm-hmm. Okay. They used to just, just sell another bond or get another loan and put money into the accounts. Now they're withdrawing it at a very fast rate. And so here, you know, uh, SVB and Signature um, and and the other banks are saying, okay, well, yeah, we've got to give you your money. You're now withdrawing it. You're not putting money in. We've got to give it to you. 
and we're running out of assets to sell. And here we are, all we can sell is the treasuries. And now we're taking real losses instead of paper losses. Yeah. Now it's not the paper losses that is going to have or give, um, give the banks problems. It's the real losses. Mm-hmm. Which is, is it, there's a difference between unrealized gains and realized gains. Yeah. Unrealized, you don't have to report. Right. It doesn't show up. As soon as you realize them, you, you sell or you buy whatever it is that you have to get out of. Uh, now those losses hit the paperwork, and the paperwork looks real bad. <laughs> and the yeah. paperwork hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so you know, the, the issue is, is people are blaming uh, the Fed for this, and in a roundabout way, they might be. All right. Now, did the here's one of the things that we've we've got in our country that we take great stock in. You know, after the 2008 uh, financial crisis, we said, all right, what needs to happen to these banks? Do they need to hold more on their books? Well, obviously they can't if we want to restart the economy, mm-hmm. right? In fact, it was the Fed start, that's when they started printing money. The QE mm-hmm. was there to feed the banks. Quite they were buying, easing. yeah, they were buying up um, assets so that the banks could take advantage of those and and bring liquidity to the banks. And that's how it happened. And for, I don't know what, five, six years, every time they talked about stopping, the market would dip a little bit yeah. and then have to restart. Oh, yeah. It'd, yeah. it'd go down. And so after a little while, it became very obvious that the Fed's, the Federal Reserve's job was not only to control inflation and provide liquidity to the nation's bank, but it was also to keep the stock market going. Yeah. And, right? and they've announced that, hey, we know what we've done. The stock market's way overinflated yeah. and it needs to come down. So they don't really <laughs> care about the stock market. Well, they say that, but the very fact that they only raised 25 basis points uh, you know, means something. Because if, if they had raised 50, then the stock market probably would have taken a, a Quite the nosedive, yeah. yes. All right. Um, however, they couldn't do that but still prop up the banks right now. Because if they raised it by 50 basis points, then all of the bank's holdings in these treasuries would be even more worthless than they are right now. Mm-hmm. Further... Uh, putting people in doubt. And if people started withdrawing money at a faster rate, and, and that's what happens during recession, right? People yeah. stop spending their money on things like electronics and like, uh, you know, games and things like that. They stop to a larger degree buying those things and turn to food. Yeah. And food's been more expensive lately. And so people have spent more of their money on food and less on electronics, especially as the credit card uh, situation you know, starts drying, drying up. Mm-hmm. And so these companies that all of a sudden have much less capital have been withdrawing and that's caused real problems for them in their banks. Okay. So, uh, back in 2000, we decided we don't need banks to be more stable. We're going to do the good old American thing and protect the nation by legislation. We're just going to pass new laws. And of course that's going to take care of it. Hmm. But then they passed laws that fit the 2008 situation but it turns out once you've printed a lot of money and now you need to control inflation by hiking interest rates like we did back in the 70s to mm-hmm. the 80s, it turns out that that legislation hurts banks. Yeah. Now what do you do? Yeah. And now you have to you know? go into your back pocket and dig some money out and pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And which is what the, you know, what Janet Yellen has been standing up saying, oh, no, we're going to back, we're going to back everything up. And now they're talking about, oh, we don't need to guarantee only 250000 of every account. We need to guarantee 100%. Where are we going to get all this money? Yeah. I, how do you, how do you print money to protect 
the accounts on one side, but then continue to raise interest rates because inflation's out of control. It, yeah, you're, you're, you're fighting yourself. Yes. And so here we are where the Federal Reserve, and Robert Kiyosaki said this best, I think. He said, uh, the Federal Reserve has become both the arsonist and the fireman. <laughs> That's true. Okay. They're starting fires and then they're trying to put them out. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, they're using the same hose for both. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, the thing is, is that uh, this is causing real problems with people trying to decide how this is all going to work out. And it should. We've never been in this situation. We have no idea how this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. All right. Basics of economy would say that if we print more money, inflation is going to keep going up. Well, that was certainly true in the 1970s. Yeah. All right. And it every took a time, long time to control it. Yes. Every time they started thinking, all right, we've got inflation under control and backed off, stopped raising interest rates, inflation went back up. Yeah. And we saw that last month, right? Well, and, and I understand they have a lot of pressure. There's a lot of Senate people and, and Congress people who are looking at them saying, oh my God, we can't have all this unemployment. Yes. You're, you're trying to take unemployment to 2 million. That's so wrong. Yeah. You're trying to raise unemployment to average. You're trying to raise the unemployment to the place where, well, you know what, guys, here's what I'm thinking. If 2 million jobs disappeared right now, we have what? 8 million jobs available that aren't being filled. Uh, 11. 11. Mm-hmm. We're still okay. Yeah. There's, there's, All right. there's, there's jobs for everybody. Might yeah. not be the job you want to do, but there's jobs for everybody. Hey, In-N-Out Burger's paying $18 an hour. 18 That's nuts. I got that, paid $19 living, an hour for working in a prison. Is that a living wage? 18 I don't know. Could I could have been no flipping idea. burgers. I you could have been flipping you burgers. You didn't need to go and get maced in training. You, yeah. you could just flip a burger. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about... Um, how to actually work through some of these issues. In the meantime, give us a call and get registered for one of our two classes. We have the free class, the three-hour class, all right? Um, And that is good information, strategies, uh, methodologies, and tools. Uh, The number to get into that class, 8448-TRADER, or text um, WEALTH to 25029. If you know that you want to start trading and investing and you are determined to actually get this Uh, taken care of and do it right, come into one of our three-day trading and investing classes, market timing orientation. Um, The number to get into that, again, is 8448-TRADER, but you have to tell the operator that you want the $99 course or text dollar sign 99 to 25029. That's dollar sign 99 to 25029. We'll see you after the break. 